Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One, two, three. Filled with odd fright See Jurassic right Bathed in ember light See Jurassic right See Jurassic right Right, right See Jurassic right Right, right See Jurassic right Right, right See Jurassic right See Jurassic right See Jurassic Park are we starting this? Dun, 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 dun. Wait, da, how do I go? Da, da, da. And all acquaintance be forgot. No, no, all the dinosaurs are free. They're fine. And they are going <laughs> on mainland to eat you and me. Yeehaw. All right, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, welcome to See Jurassic Right, the final slash first episode of, well, final episode of 2019, final first episode of 2020. When are you going to drop this? On New Year's Day? Probably. Nice. That's Yay. just, that's tomorrow because yeah, yeah. today is New Year's Eve. We are, if you can hear, we are sitting, where are we sitting? We're in Miami, Florida. We're 50 floors up in the sky, whatever that means. <laughs> You know, We're in the high floors. hide. You know, high when you hide. Overlooking now, I can see Cape Biscayne. I can see South Beach. Uh, lots of people all up in their boats today. Celebrating the New it's Year's. Sunny. Uh, uh, smuggling cocaine across the border. One can only hope. 
Um, and bringing yeah, it all in. Yeah, bringing it all in. <laughs> uh, but we're here today. Um, well, I think the humidity and the the trees and everything really is kind of perfect for a Jurassic podcast, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely very tropical. That's Brenna White, by the way. AKA oh, hello, Body yes. Puns, aka Beeksels. And you are Stephen Ray Morris, mm-hmm. and this is See Jurassic, See Jurassic Right, as we said, as we celebrated, <laughs> as we sang. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been a while. I apologize. I've been kind of kind of needed December to kind of get all my other uh, tiny dinosaurs in a row instead of ducks in a row. I, I mean, tiny dinosaurs, in tiny duck build dinosaurs in a row. In order to take vacation, you got to you got to get everything else done. Look, you hire yeah. one IT guy. Uh, <laughs> in this case, you're the IT guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame people for their mistakes, but I do ask that they pay for them. Right. Then the best comment when Nedry's like, thanks, dad. Yeah. That's like such a like cutting comment where he's like, thanks, to, dad. To like, that, it's such to, an insult to To say that boss. to the person, yeah, cutting your paychecks is wild. Yeah, it was pretty. I think that's one of the underrated comedy moments in the original Jurassic Park. Uh, but we're not here to talk. Well, we are here to talk about Jurassic Park, but we're here to mostly talk about kind of the top news stories and kind of top Jurassic experiences in 2019. Obviously, we're about to start Jurassic January, which is going to be, uh, you know, my new thing that I do every year. Because uh, on January, on Saturday, January 19th, I'm going to be doing another Idle Hour Jurassic Trivia event in Los Angeles. So, and slash live podcast. Slash live podcast, slash bingo, slash dinosaur noises. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I'm actually trying to bring up the event right now so I can read you the specs. I'll include a link to this. On Saturday, January 18th, I'll be hosting uh, another Jurassic January... Well, not another, but a Jurassic January event at Idle Hour, which is a bar in North Hollywood. Uh, And yeah, I'll be doing Jurassic Jurassic Trivia, Dinosaur Bingo, theme drinks, snacks, and a raffle. We'll also be benefiting and raising money for Sante Door Cat Rescue, where I'm kind of getting in all my interests in... Uh, but yeah, it's going to be really fun. The Jurassic trivia last year, or well, I guess 2018, uh, was one of the highlights of 2018 for me. It was such a fun event. Truly, 2018 um, feels like such a long time ago. Yeah. Now that we're at the end of 2019. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a really fun event. And again, we're raising money for Santador Cat Rescue. I think it's an excellent way to start the year. Yeah. I mean, that's what Tara Jane, who's a very talented filmmaker and creator, uh, she suggested we do another one uh, this year and I thought it'd be funny to kick off Jurassic January if anything because Jurassic World isn't necessarily a Christmas movie but it's like a, a Christmas break is still happening um, and you're getting that one final trip in That's before right. you go because um, Gray and uh, Zach they're you know, where they're from in Milwaukee or whatever still has like the Christmas decorations. I, I feel like it definitely feels like that dead week after Christmas yes. if before New Year's. Dead week. It's uh, a dead week because you don't know. If anything chases you, run. <laughs> well, Judy Greer. Well, of course that, but also it's like this weird time of year where it's like, are people in holiday mode or have they gotten, is it business as usual? Because for me, it's always business as usual the day after New Year's and maybe even like one day after that. Well, yeah, and I mean, and a lot of people work even between Christmas and New Year's, so shout out to all of you working during the holidays. We love you. We are one with you. Uh, but let's get on to the news of 2019. Um, 
it was, I mean, this was a dead year in the sense that, uh, you know, it's the year right after a Jurassic movie comes what out. What are you talking about? No, no, dead this, year. this year was full of, uh, this year was full of Jurassic news more than I ever thought there would be. But what I mean is like, usually the first year after a movie comes out is like the most dead because it's like, they haven't even, they're not finished with the script yet. They haven't started right, you know, or they haven't started casting, but as the year went on, we got a lot of big news and we even got a new short film that ties into canon. Um, I feel like for me this year, there was a lot of big toys, you know, the Brachiosaurus. I'm just kind of speaking generally now and we'll get into specifics. Yeah, sure, um, sure, sure. I mean, I, I felt like there was like plenty of, of like development news to keep everybody satiated year round. Yeah, I think there was enough tidbits and especially in the last six months. I mean, and even getting the I mean, I was surprised that we even got that you know, the trio announcement this year. I thought that they would have saved that for the beginning of January kind of thing. Yeah. But I think in a way with like the way Marvel and Star Wars are so quick and everything happens so much, they needed something to kind of like generate the buzz. And I think people were just needed to know. I think it's like, I think it was a smart thing to do to give people something to look forward to uh, this year because they're starting because basically one month from now, they're going to be fil- starting to film in February in London. God. Yeah. Uh, uh, I read a report somewhere. I'm sorry, I don't have the link to the article, or I don't know the article offhand. But supposedly, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill are going to start filming in April. Okay. So it makes sense. You know, they'll, they'll be part of the movie. Laura Dern will obviously have a big role. Uh, but it makes sense that they're not going to be the ones that are going to start filming. You know, right. It makes sense that probably, like, Bryce... Um, and Chris Pratt and Isabella Sermon are probably going to start off the year or start, you know, start in February and then move from there. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, I don't know about the logistics of making a film, but sure. Sounds right to me. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, but did we want to go, did you want me to go from five to one and then we could kind of, uh, uh, in, you know, or actually, you know, let's talk about our runners up first. Well, listen, I did not even make a list at all. And because you and I were like together through all the news, I just want to use your list. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Excellent. I feel like we should talk about some runners up and stuff right now. Yes. Okay. So the runners up for the highlights of the news for Jurassic World. Well, I think just in general. Yeah, yeah. I just think in general, um, toys were like a big part of our year. Do you know what I mean? 100% 100% yes. Uh, besides getting the Brachiosaurus, which has become a favorite of your daughters. Uh, That's right. And also, by the way, about the Brachiosaurus. So we got it two days before the drop. Yes. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah, I mean, if you if you listen to or check, you know, know Collect Jurassic and Victoria uh, from Victoria's Cantina and their podcast... You know, it, it was it was uh, a crazy time looking for that Brachiosaurus. So it was a crazy time. Uh, what I wanted to say is how I meant to uh, dress up the Brachiosaurus. Oh, for the holidays. Yeah. Oh, or even that'll like, be good for this year, though, because it is still kind of a, um, it's still sort of a living room piece for me. So, yeah, maybe we can do like something for Valentine's Day. Oh, you know, all the Easter, things. Easter. It's got yeah. eggs. <laughs> Yeah, so the Brachiosaurus, I think, certainly was, for me, the biggest highlight, toys-wise. And the Indominus Rex 2 is really cool. It was just cool to get a lot of great big things that, even though they have the kind of toy prices that felt felt more like collectibles. Uh, and even there was the snafu with the Hammonds, with the John Hammond figure, which is really great to have. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, it was very hard for people to find. And now we're selling for 45 bucks a pop at Universal Studios. Oh, that's right. Um, but yeah, if anybody... I, I want listeners to let us know what your favorite toys were of the year. I feel like it's going to be the Brachiosaurus. I mean, that's just that's just a toy that has never been done before for that kind of price and, you know, for less than 50 bucks and will probably never be done again. It's it's truly one of the best toys it's I've ever so had. It's so massive. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, let us know what your favorite toys were of the year. I, I just feel like that was kind of for me, you know, even though there we get bits of rumors of news and stuff here and there, I feel like enjoying collecting the toys this year from last year was like the thing that made Jurassic every day for me, if that makes sense. You know, it was like if I'm, you know, sometimes there's rumors because I didn't play Jurassic World Evolution. We haven't done the right. live tour yet. So for me, those kind of felt very, Not yet. those things kind of felt very far away for me in a sense. So for me, like getting to go to Target and getting the toys and stuff felt very like, all right, I'm like in the Jurassic Park mindset of this uh, year. Ah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, but again, also, I mean, we should mention that they're, you know, this Jurassic Live tour, which comes to L.A. and Anaheim in July. So we have to go. Right. Will you be taking Luna to one of them? If we can go to multiple. Taking Luna, I mean, Cause Luna, Tim, my daughter, who's three years old. Because Tim from Collect Jurassic took his kid, uh, who I think is around the same age as Luna. Uh-huh. And he was mentioning that it is a little scary in some parts, but like overall... Kind of a delightful experience. Hopefully it'll be like the thing where we were at Universal Studios and they were doing the dark arts thing for Harry Potter. And she was like, no, it's scary. But she would kind of like couldn't look away, but was also scared. But again, couldn't look away. So it's like, do you want to leave? And she'd be like, no, like, yes. And then no. Well, that was that was my original Jurassic Park experience. Yeah. Which your dad told me that story on this trip. Where it's like you ran out to the aisle and he was like, do you want to leave? And then you kind of turned back to the screen and you were like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's beautiful. No, I want to watch this. Yeah, you want to be part of the... I don't know, I think... And it's funny because Kevin Feige of Marvel was just saying for their next Doctor Strange movie, they're like, you know, in the 80s era of like these Amblin Entertainment movies that led to movies like Jurassic Park... You know, movies like E.T. and Jaws and Indiana Jones, like, had scary moments, but were still fun, you know? So, yeah, um, I, I, th- I feel like when people talk about the Jurassic Live tour, you know, with these huge animatronics and these stage actors, I keep thinking it's like Jurassic on ice. <laughs> one, I keep saying this, one could only hope, and this is one could only wish. Yeah, yeah. For such a beautiful, I would love that. I would love Jurassic on ice. So to go back to, to your question, yes, I think I would take her... We went to, uh, in Utah, we just went to the to the Eccles Outdoor, yes. or the Dinosaur Museum, and they have, yes. like, a huge outdoor park. And I was like, I'm glad she's not here, because they have... Were, were you planning on talking about this? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm going to talk about it more in, a, in the mini-sode, probably, next week. But, All right, um, sorry, sorry. But, but I will say that that, <laughs> that gets pretty gruesome. There's, like, a Parasaurolophus all, like, ripped open with its guts hanging out. And so, well, they have this, this like, animatronic setup when you first walk into the museum, like, right before the gems. Oh, yeah, Cretaceous Park. <laughs> Cretaceous Park. Um I'm like, I'm glad that she's not here for this because you can get really close to where the animatronics are like five feet away from you, even though they are behind a very lethal electric fence. (laughs) Um, So I think that probably by July, she'll be like pumped and ready to to go to that kind of thing. Yeah. To go to 
Well, if anything, I'm hoping we can go more than once just so we can try it out, you know, and see what it's like. For ourselves before we take her. I I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a stage show. It's kind of a once in a, you know, the fact that we get to have it in two cities that are very close to each other. I feel like it'd be worth it. Oh, so we're going to do a tour of the tour. Yeah, we're going to follow them on tour. Tour of the the tour. We're like the Grateful Dead, but for dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaur Um, heads. Uh. And then also there was, the, I mean, neither of us got really into it. We really liked the, just the classic Jurassic uh, Mattel figures. We didn't really get any of the Amber Collection stuff, which was, they were like the bigger ones. We saw those, I'm pretty sure, when we were in in Bend. Yes, we did. But uh, I didn't really, I mean, there's, I don't go to GameStop, so I didn't really see those anywhere. Well, we saw them at that, at that store that, it was like a grocery store, but also it had toys. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and they had them, and that was actually the only place I ever saw them. Yeah, I, it's it's a weird. It, la, this year was also a weird time too. Again, if you pay attention to the toys, nothing kind of was arriving when we thought it would or when it said it would. So, if anything, this as much as I enjoyed collecting toys this year, it also was very like, oh god, when is this happening? But um, you know, I pretty much I feel like I have everything I want, if that makes sense. Um, you but do. If you, you definitely have a huge and beautiful collection. Well, yeah, but <laughs> and my plan this year is when I'm and I'm you know rearranging my place a little bit more. I really want to make a really great setup for all those dinosaurs. Personally, uh, maybe have one in the car, you know, riding shotgun. <laughs> yeah, uh, put your blue down there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we're gonna get into our top five soon. Uh, are you sitting on the? Yeah, well, I had to. Re- I had to readjust. It was too cushy. We were sitting on like a one a beach chair, like a beach lounger. And <laughs> you, Stephen, on one side, and me on the other side. But I'm like, oh, I'm so used to sitting on the floor while I'm podcasting. It's a little more comfortable for look, me. That's one of the best ways to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we get into our top five countdown, I think the other, again, Jurassic World Evolution. I really want to play that game. I would love to start you know streaming and doing all that you know twitch streaming and all that stuff but i don't really feel too qualified to talk about it yet but it seems really cool not yet well, okay. Jurassic World Evolution yes i agree it seems really cool remember you don't necessarily need to be a gamer to talk about something that it, that you're enjoying that happens no, to be on but a I game mean, console but for me i'm sort of just enjoying it from afar i like yeah. seeing tom jurassic's like dinosaur photography that he does in the game and then the fact that they did this return to Jurassic Park DLC where they actually got Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and Laura Dern to come back and almost as like a preview for maybe what's to come in Jurassic World 3 as far as like, you know, voice acting those characters again and stuff. But again, it's like, I don't know enough or I didn't even play it. So it's like, I don't really feel like I don't have much to add to that conversation other than I just feel like the idea of it seems really relaxing. You know, it's like you get home, you set up, you work on your park a little bit. Maybe some people get eaten, you know. Yeah. You get to hear, you know, Ellie Sattler, you know, look at some plants and be like, what the hell is up with you guys? Um, <laughs> look at some plants. Look at these plants. What the hell is up with you guys? Exactly. <laughs> Great. Um, but the other thing that was fun, I feel like we experienced more of, even though I feel like we didn't actually see the whole series, but we just watched Secret Exhibit a lot, which is the Lego Jurassic. Um, and when we say a lot, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Secret Exhibit, my daughter Luna 
request to watch it all the time and then sometimes she'll be like again and you know I'll be cleaning or working or doing something and when you're a parent you know there are many parents who limit screen time for their kids I'm not one of those parents I was raised by TV me too uh, she and I still do lots of fun stuff so but you know there are times when when she needs to watch something and so she'll watch it over and over again and then I find myself watching it with her I think I probably saw it at least like 60 times or over the course of the year but it's really, I mean, we really like the Lego Jurassic stuff because it just feels like they're more in on the joke. I feel like they poke fun at the franchise in ways that, to me, feel correct without feeling mean-spirited, you know? Yeah. Obviously, every series has its issues and has its problems and stuff. We're still living in a post-Rise of the, the rise of Skywalker world. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like if you're going to make something, f- making fun of something in a loving way for me is always the best. Yes. And I feel like Lego really gets Jurassic in a weird way. It's like part of me almost wishes that they would like, that team would tackle this. I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't be a good fit for making it ser- for taking it seriously. But I really enjoy it whoever is bringing to life all the Lego Jurassic stuff. Right, yes. But we, I personally never, because I feel like, I mean, we don't have regular cable TV, so we just... I, Who I only, does? Yeah, I only saw the first episode of the of Lego Jurassic, but uh, overall, I mean, it was, it was very fun. What do you know about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, the animated series? You're asking me this question? Yes. Oh, that it takes place at the same time as Jurassic World, but on a different part of the island. Yes. Very good. I didn't realize there was going to be a pop quiz. <laughs> this whole episode is a pop quiz. Oh, God. No, I'm super excited because it's, to me, it's, it. what's the right way to say this? It is weird to think that Jurassic Park has never, I mean, other than Lego, has never gotten a true blue animated series. If you think about it in the 90s, they had Ghostbusters, God, the 1998 Godzilla. Uh-huh. Uh, there's just so many, oh, Men in Black. Yeah. There's just so many, like, kind of these 90s franchises that got animated series. And you think Jurassic Park, which is the biggest of these kind of, like, fun summer blockbusters from the 90s, never got their own animated series. It seems weird. Anime right. series that, that like was released and that people liked. Yeah, well, I just mean that there was plans to make one right after the yeah. original Jurassic Park, and there was plans to make one after the Lost World as well, and even like a Chaos Effect series. But it was almost like people were like, "No, Jurassic Park is too good for a Saturday morning cartoon." Like it almost feels like that. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't think Jurassic Park is too good for a Saturday morning cartoon. N- not at all. Too good. No way. It's it. W- it would have been a perfect candidate. So what I like about Camp Cretaceous. Uh, just that concept is like that there's a parallel story happening at the same time as Jurassic World. I'm like, I wonder if there's like what the tie in will be, if like the, the content will at all. Well, like, and almost like this kind of thing that's happening with the Mandalorian where they're like finding ways to tie in yes. events and characters from other parts of the universe. Like, are we going to see like Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard reprise their roles, like maybe in the season finale or something where the kids run into our heroes from the first. But an animated form. Yeah, but an animated form, which would be really cool. I mean, I feel like Blue is probably a shoe in at some point to show up. Right. A little bit. Uh, of course. Yeah. And I also like, too, that the idea is that it's this kind of like summer camp program that is almost like a kid's version of the internship that Claire did at Jurassic right. World in The Evolution of Claire by Tess Sharp. So I like that they're kind of keeping that theme alive because it makes sense. I feel like Jurassic Park, uh, just like any museums or things like that, would have these kinds of programs that 
Are you seeing the raptors flying around? Yeah, everywhere yeah. Right I was now? like, are they hawks? Is is that what they are? They're so huge. Their wingspan is really large. Okay, so we have to ask Ellen uh, the, <laughs> who, who El- what these birds are. Uh, let's phone a friend. So the, this uh, we're in a high rise, and there's higher high rises nearby. And there have been the whole time we've been here every day. Some kind of very bird, large bird. Of bird. Prey. It looks like a bird of prey. I mean, it, it definitely is a bird of prey. It's I, not I a wish crow. It's not a crow. I wish I could get like a close up, but there are so many of them. There, it looks like there's about twenty of them or fifteen. No, no, it's a very interesting phenomenon because it's to me when I, when I think of Miami, I don't think a video. I don't think of hawks or eagles or and like ospreys why why are falcons. they why do they circle. Because they're riding those dang thermals, you know, Tobias from Animorphs is hanging out. He's all sad and shit. Uh, I definitely was distracted by them because I suddenly am like, are there dead bodies up on that roof? But they're not vultures. They're hunting for for mice and tiny children uh, in the streets of um, streets of Miami. Sorry for that distraction. We're going to go back to Camp Cretaceous. Going back to Camp Cretaceous. (laughs) It makes sense that a place like Jurassic Park would have kind of public programs. You know, the museum has volunteering, you know, stuff like that. Also, something that that Camp Cretaceous does for me is I went to summer camp as a kid. I mean, I was. Uh, like 11 and 12 and it was fine it was like a church camp and it was only one week long but it's like even to just imagine Camp Cretaceous it's like oh if my parents had sent me to an island to like you know study learn about dinosaurs and like what holy shit I would be over the moon I, I know so it's like like however they're gonna play that out or like if they're gonna play out like what the programs are like there it's like what arts and crafts what's the mess hall like yeah, or, yeah. like me I'm like thinking about those scenes I'm like oh, what's my dream summer camp like <laughs> is it gonna be a dinosaur finger painting claw painting do I find my long lost twin and then we like each have a picture of our parents that's ripped in half and then <laughs> parent trap Jurassic World edition <laughs> Is, there, uh, is that going to happen? I really love that idea. Pouring honey all over in the cabin. Yeah. It, but instead, it's like a velociraptor. Right. Um, yeah, then that's like a bunch of copies come up. Oh, no. What's happening here? Uh, but yeah, so... And I wanted to also to mention that the series is being brought to life by DreamWorks Animation, who are doing the Fast and the Furious animated show that comes out early 2020. Yes. I believe there's no official word yet on when Camp Cretaceous comes out other than this year. But I feel like... I mean, that would be pretty wild if it just drops, like, next week or something, for me, which I doubt that. Listen, for me, it feels like it might be a March or a June. I think that fall... That would be really great if it dropped in June as a way to, like, you it's know... summer camp. One year away from well, Jurassic World 3. Well, it's not really thing. summer camp, because if it's at the same time, it's technically the week after Christmas camp. So then it's like a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but it's got the... I mean... Well, but it's still summer because it's in the Southern Hemisphere. That's right. I know. There but we it's go. Just like thinking boom, about the time boom, of year. Boom, boom, boom. Um, oh no! But what I wanted to ask, because you've you've watched a lot of the DreamWorks animation, like Trolls and stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like you have kind of seen what their teams are capable of, and and I watched a little bit of Trolls when I was. Uh, babysitting Luna once and I was like this is really good like, I feel like the Trolls animated comes up very quickly and they have several episodes but again I don't I don't know about what that means for production time well or just even I, I it just seems like to me DreamWorks Animation's got a lot of great stuff so it seems like the quality is gonna be yes like I 
and Luna is a DreamWorks kid. She's yeah, yeah. definitely she's definitely a Universal kid. Like it's <laughs> any movie that we're watching where they have the Universal intro with the globe, she's like, "Mom, it's the world! It's the world!" She goes like like she goes Bristol Studios, Bristol like Studios, Bristol Studios. It's very cute. It is so cute. Uh, but yeah, I'm and I'm just excited to see because if they do like I don't know something like ten or even. You know, like 10 episodes for the first season. That's so much new Jurassic Park story and lore and and content and dinosaurs and everything. I wonder, I've heard rumors that some of the Jurassic toys, like the Carnotaurus and stuff, are going to be dinosaurs in the animated show. I don't know where that came from. I think maybe Mattel mentioned that some of their Jurassic toys this in 2020 are going to be Camp Cretaceous related. Wow. But I think that's... Exciting. But I think that's interesting because in Jurassic World, there's no Carnotaurus or Baryonyx, but when they go back to the island, they're there. So, like, where were they in the original Jurassic World? Maybe they're on the other side of the island where the camp is. So that kind of, it kind of, like, bridges the gap between those two movies. I thought it was a Carnotaur and a, and a Baryonyx. Yeah. In the, or sorry, Carnotaur, in uh, the Lego. Yes. In, in Secret Exhibit. But I wonder if they'll do something similar to that. Got to kind of, sh- to kind of, and Stiggy Moloch to sort of connect right. all the dots. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, we're just looking at Camp Cretaceous as a way to sort of expand the lore, give us some more fun Jurassic content. And yeah, Jurassic Park is, is uh, a family movie. And so it, I, I'm all for having an animated show. I think having, if anything, Star Wars, uh, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels has shown that you can do really good children's television in a way that's like fun and interesting for everybody. Yes. But um, that's like same like how the like how the Lego movies are so funny for adults. Yeah, no, exactly. There's a lot of stuff in there that necessarily funny for adults. Kids wouldn't necessarily get. Yeah, they don't. They don't understand. Um, so my number four was our uh, our Universal Studios 10K. The Jurassic 10K, which wow. we talked a lot about in the, which I talked a lot about in the last mini-sode, but, um, I mean, we didn't do any training, which is fun. Uh, we did, I, I mean, I, I did, like, a very small amount of running, sorry about my shoes, uh, a very small amount of running, like, a few weeks leading to, but certainly not training to run, like, six miles. Where's our dad, my dad, our dad? <laughs> <laughs> my dad, too. Uh, where's my dad? Uh, got second place in his age group overall. Yes. Uh, he kicked ass. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just was, I think for me, going into 2020, as far as like events go, um, something like the Jurassic 10K, which we're signed up to do the Trolls one in April. We are already signed yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, My dad's signed up. And Luna too? Uh, to do the 10K or the 5K? No, no, five. There's only a 5K. There's oh, no 10K. Thank the Lord. No, no. Well, I think that if anything, the 10K because it was longer it had you know felt like it had less jurassic stuff whereas i imagine the 5k was pretty much just like pure jurassic so i think doing the 5k is going to be more fun and easy yeah well easy i should say the 10k was still really fun but go 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 back and listen to the last mini said for a full breakdown of that yes but just bringing that up uh I think for me, what I really want to do, and listeners let me know if you agree, but I just want to do in like the Natural History Museum where I hosted the panel, I just want to do, and I have some fun Natural History Museum stuff to announce soon, uh, 
collaborating with them again. But I just, I love that we can, and especially you and I have done a lot of drastic stuff together and it's stuff like that, that I want to do more of that we can kind of share with people. Yeah. Get other people involved for sure. You know, in talking about even, which I'll talk about more, uh, in the next mini sode about going to the Ogden dinosaur park, the George yep. C. Eccles. It's like stuff like that. And Is then George Eccles, George C. Eccles, uh, George Eccles. It's somebody fine. Eccles. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Mr. Eccles is my father. Um, <laughs> please call me dinosaur park. Uh, uh, but just stuff like, because it's it's really fun then when I see other people going to those same places or going to their own natural history museums and stuff and learning about dinosaurs. So yes. I, I, I bring up the 10K because I think there's really fun and interesting creative ways to still celebrate Jurassic Park. I think if anything, this is like a way to set up uh, dinosaur resolutions for the coming year. You know, it's like just fun and silly resolutions. You know, like, oh, this year I want to visit this place or try try to incorporate this more into my life. Yes. Or even like for you and I, it's like, oh, it'd be nice to plan maybe like some sort of New York trip next year or the year after okay, where it's like... Dustin Grawick. Yeah, like, like have him uh, like be part of the podcast and like do a tour and then have other people experience that that are in the community yeah that would be really fun yeah well and i should say when we get back maybe one of the first things we should do is go back to the antarctic dinosaurs exhibit one more time before it leaves but yeah i mean and and let us know again i want to hear what kind of fun dinosaur events you did this year did you go to your naturalist museum did you go to the first fridays stuff like that all that stuff is really fun and i've seen a lot of people do and shared in the facebook group at uh the dress park podcast face group right face room um, the fish push push. But yeah, so it's just number four is just kind of overall just kind of doing these like fun Jurassic events. But the 10K um, and the Dinosaur Day were certainly highlight for that. And then number three is Battle at Big Rock, which you might be being, wait, how is that number three? What's number two and number one? Well, you'll find out, folks. <laughs> if that one is number three. Uh, yeah, Battle at Big Rock was very fun. That was just in September. We were on a trip. Um, oh, yeah, that was when we were in Salt Lake City. It's so the funny. I mean, it's funny because the lead up to that was like, oh, we're going to have to go see the uh, Hobbs and Shaw. That's the one which which I would have been happy to see because I don't mind the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, no, we'll have to do a marathon. And I love <laughs> see fast, right? <laughs> see fast, right? We'll, we'll watch all the movies and kind of just live commentary our comments or something. Like that. Yes. That would, or just do like a little wrap up like maybe like a little 10 minute wrap up yeah of each of our thoughts of each we're movie. just we're just wrapping here see furious right i think probably would be a better <laughs> title uh i also don't mind a little a little film with the rock johnson as my father calls him yes the rock johnson <laughs> the rock johnson anyway so it was like okay well we're gonna have to go see it in order to see this short film and then it was like surprise that's not happening surprise it's gonna be on uh, Television. FX. FX, I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was just interesting because there was the thing, the rumors, the toy, and it it, it it just seemed from the the consumer or the audience perspective of like, or or I should say even more the fan perspective, it's like this thing that's happening, but we don't know when, we don't even know if it's going to happen at all, and then boom, it dropped, and I, and I think in this case, it was so worth it and so worthwhile and so wonderful because I think there was an exciting factor of instead of being oh everyone's going to kind of see it on their own time everyone saw it that night and then for that week we really got to talk about and celebrate a brand new piece of Jurassic canon that takes place in between 
Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World 3. And I really enjoyed that. I really liked that we all got to kind of celebrate that together versus this thing that maybe some people will see, some people won't. Somebody will watch a bootleg. Like, I'm glad that it kind of became more of like a, um, a bonding moment for the community. And I feel like that's kind of a theme for a lot of the events and a lot of the Jurassic stuff this year because it wasn't news as news focused as far as like rumors and, and casting and stuff, right. even though those are part of it. But I like that we had these events that could kind of bring us, you know, because Jurassic isn't a franchise that has three movies a year and a bunch of TV shows. It's like it's more focused. Yeah, it's more focus, focused. It's more focused. It's and more focused. focused on this one. It's more thing. focused and spoonist. <laughs> well, I just get really excited while you were talking about how it's like thinking about um, like once dinosaurs are out in the world how truly that would be a global event how that everyone would be talking about it it's like that would be at the forefront of everybody's minds probably there's a lot of bigger issues in the world of course but in this world uh in the jurassic world (laughs) um, that is obviously something that it's like how do we deal with this and that's all i have to say about that well yeah it's that first kind of (laughs) I think the Battle at Big Rock short was really well done because I think it kind of covers all your bases. It has Mm, the fear. It has the like, you know, a lot of people complain, I think, justifiably that parts of Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom aren't as kind of bald face educational as the original was. You know, the original explains the DNA, explains like it kind of has this fun element of of kind of this educational thing, uh, edutainment kind of thing, um, even though it truly isn't, you know, it's not meant to be taken as all fact or anything. But I like that Battle at Big Rock has these moments where it's like, no, these are animals in the wild. And, you know, this one's a carnivore, this one's a herbivore and stuff like that. And here's the baby and the mama and the dad. Um, They're breeding. Yeah, exactly. So I like that element about it. I feel like, and then also by throwing like callbacks to, Lost, uh, the Lost World and everything, I think, was kind of showing yeah. a, a, a greater appreciation in using the music for the for not just the original Jurassic Park or, you know, it wasn't just nostalgic for one specific thing. It kind of was like, oh, no, there is a whole universe. Yes. Um, and then using the found footage stuff was like really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also having, you know, having Colin directed and Emily Carmichael write it is like, OK, here. If if anything, Battle at Big Rock is our best look at what Jurassic World three might be like, as far as like tone and, um, you know, just kind of our kind of just little sneak peek. Even though it's not literally a trailer for Jurassic World three, I feel like what probably what's gonna ha- what Jurassic World three is gonna look like is probably closer to Battle at Big Rock than say Fallen Kingdom or the original Jurassic World. Yes. So that's really exciting. I know. I can't. I can't wait. Oh my I can't God. wait. We're going to get a trade. Well, I mean, to, to be specific, I mean, we, we're going to get a, uh, most likely, and I, thanks to Chris uh, Pugh and, and Tim from Collect Jurassic uh, and Victoria, I think they were saying that the year before Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom came out, we got a title reveal. So probably this June we'll get a, you know, it's not going to be just, although it would be perfect for the franchise if Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World 3 were just three. What are your predictions? For the Jurassic World three title, correct. Ooh, I you know here's a silly title that I think would be really fun. I know what you're gonna say. A brave new Jurassic World. I didn't know what you were gonna say. Like a brave new world, but a brave new Jurassic World. Brave Although new it's world. Too similar to Jurassic. Have world. you read Brave New World by Aldous Huxley? 
I mean, in school, yeah. Many years ago. And there's a great grocery store in New Zealand called Brave New World, which I think is really funny. That, that it's is really after. funny. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think it's just going to be Jurassic World something because... Jurassic Park 6. Yes, Jurassic Park 6. Well, no, because for, <laughs> because for Fallen Kingdom, they originally wanted to call it Jurassic, like have it be Jurassic, but then be a new second word. But they decided for marketing, just make it Jurassic World subtitle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic no no this is not going to be good Jurassic World 3 The Rise of Dinosaur yes exactly <laughs> this is, I'm like but, but Rise of Skywalker is not it, it's received mixed reviews so I'm like ah oh, this you know but it, that's kind of funny The Rise of Dinosaur well no that's what they're going to consider they were like damn it we were going to call it Rise of the Dinosaurs <laughs> but then we have to change it now uh, Jurassic World Women Inherit the Earth Lord Burns oh, yeah. coming back I uh-huh. think that's a nice callback uh, yeah, I don't know. Let us know what titles you think it's going to be or you want. I don't want it to be Extinction or any, anything like bullshit like that. Electric like, Dinosaur. Like, I think, yeah. Like, <laughs> I just think like titles like that are very, I mean, I wouldn't say Fallen Kingdom isn't cheesy either, but it feels a little bit more original than like Extinction or Retribution or like Jurassic World. Shit gets real. I don't know. Like stuff like that. If it were called Shit Gets Real, that would be amazing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's a PG-13 movie. It's got a swear word in the title. <laughs> um, you know, Jurassic World and the Temple of Doom. You know, Jurassic the- World. We're doing it. Yeah. What? I think it's going to be. Here's my prediction. I, I want to say the title is going to be Hopeful. Because Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, that's very like foreboding. But if this movie is supposed to end the supposed first phase of the Jurassic World saga, then, uh, you know, I feel like it, it, that's my thing. Jurassic World 3 is, dinosaurs are going to be roaming free on the earth at the end of this movie. They're not going to have them all put back in cages. I just, that doesn't feel, that doesn't feel like where this is all going. I know, know? I really wonder what the candidates are for the, for this. Anyway, yeah, yeah. send Jurassic your World Rising Hope. Or, uh, that's very Ju- Star Wars. Yeah, Jurassic <laughs> World uh, Dinotopia. Revenge, revenge of the... Revenge of the spliff. It's like a weed... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think the title's going to be. I, I think it's going to be hopeful. I think they're unfortunately going to do the, like, you know, title, Jurassic World title, subtitle thing again, just because it's easier on the marketing or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it's going to be hopeful. Um, Jurassic World 3 Spared no expense Yeah Jurassic World Back to the Park No it wouldn't be that Or Um, would it No because it's been destroyed But you know what I mean Yeah Anyway Or just Jurassic World 3 Jurassic Park 6 Just to really (laughs) mess with people Uh, But yeah So let us know what you think uh, In that And so let's go to Number 2 Is the opening of the Jurassic World ride Oh boy yes That was a massive massive thing for us um, yeah. Well, it was, was, it was kind of a couple fold. It was, we got our passes quickly on Friday when the part, when we discovered that our, that our friend Diana let us know that the ride had soft opened. So we, we hustled and got our. Well, so we had gone there with Colette. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was like the an, week before. Yeah. It was, I, I, yeah, that was, I'm like, was that in April or was that in June? No, I think it was like May, but so things were starting to brew. The oh, tiki, yeah. The Tiki Hut was open, uh, you know, stuff like that. And then Diana let us know that the, that the park had soft opened and she went on the ride. And then we went Sunday with Chris Vermonte. 
Yeah. Uh, Amontiac, Pockets was great. Um, <laughs> Pockets just, the just musical. Sh- just shouting out Pockets the musical. Um, and then we got invited to go to the premiere of the ride, which was That's just right. wild. That was so fun. Big ups to Devin and Chelsea. You know them as the couple that got engaged on the ride and broke the record for as many times as you could ride the Jurassic Park ride. Yep. Um, but that well, was, it was so much fun to go. I mean, how many rides have premieres? And when was the last time there was well, a premiere? You know what I, I mean? I think generally for, for the ones at Universal Studios and probably at Disneyland and whatever. Sure. Um, but I mean, as far there's movie premieres every week, you know, in that sense. So. Sure, yes, I, it it is for sure a rare occasion when there is a new ride opening. And, and the last Jurassic ride premiere opening was in 1996. Right. So the idea that this is the second time that this has happened in over 20 years. I mean, it was such a special. Uh, you know, experience. Yeah, it was incredibly special. We saw Nima there. Yeah, yeah, Neem, we saw Nims. Nima Nims. Movie poster guy. Um, uh, Chris Pugh. Uh, oh yeah, Chris Pugh, who was here from Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here, not in Miami where we are now, but here in Los Angeles where we live. Yeah, <laughs> usually. <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Gen. I mean, again, we got to to ride the ride with Devin and Chelsea. And it just was, I mean, it's just, it's funny because we go to Universal Studios all the time. So it was kind of cool to even see it kind of gussied up a little bit differently than we normally do. So that was exciting. And then um, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt were there and Colin Trevorrow to introduce the ride and uh, Frank Marshall. Yes. So that was really fun. It just was like... This is such a once in a lifetime kind of experience. Yeah, there it, were there were speeches, there were a lot of fireworks. Yeah, there was blue in costume, and then everyone got to ride the ride, and we were like properly sloshed. And they were serving food from the Jurassic Cafe, which I got to talk to the cooks about because I'm oh, a yeah, chef. Yeah. And so I was like, please tell me how you're doing this and how you're doing this because I had some questions. They've already made some changes to that menu, in fact, since since the ride opening. For example, yeah. there were no French fries before. Then there were curly fries. Now there's no more curly fries it's all just straight fries it's you know i, I well, really pay attention to well this. we're going to be doing a whole episode on the food of well in multiple episodes i would say because there's so much actually if you think about it yep. about the foods of jurassic park so yeah in so in, in the films that. as well as yes in the yeah, parks. yeah not just the films but also in real life yes um but yeah i just really again as far as like doing i mean this was a little more of a special experience as far as like a, you know exclusivity or whatever but it just was such a cool thing to be part of I don't know it was yes and again it just it and then to be able to just go back and ride the ride like normal on a normal day too just made it even feel like it just it's I'm so thankful that that getting to go to Universal Studios all the time and have that be just part of my routine and part of my way yeah. of unwinding because I work a lot so it's just it's just like right there so it's like funny to get away from real life or Los Angeles even for just though a couple hours even yeah. though it is in our our real life and in Los Angeles yeah for sure you can just like go through and sort of like escape for a minute yeah the final well, moment number one well I wanted to mention a runner-up before I mention this news okay so one adjacent there there was an article where I believe it was Colin Trevorrow it was the first mention of the idea of there being Jurassic Park movies after Jurassic World 3. Yes, yes. Which I think is really interesting because we've really been focused... Unlike your Star Wars, unlike your Marvel, where the schedules are scheduled all the way out. I mean, there's a new Star Wars movie for 2022. You know, we have Marvel movies through 2023, I think, scheduled. But with Jurassic, it was like, we're just working towards Jurassic World 3. And so I, I thought it was interesting that we got our first little of, like... Maybe was there that could a little be more. chef's kiss? That was a little chef's kiss. Like on our first little mwah, a chef's kiss. I, uh, just the little little 
peck on the cheek clue that maybe there could be more Jurassic movies after this. And I think it makes sense. I, I personally, for me, I feel like this new Jurassic World side of the franchise, I feel like we're just getting started. I feel and so I, the idea that it's all going to be over, you know, in uh, 2021, it just feels that feels so premature. It feels like it feels like <laughs> premature. Premature. It feels like I mean, that's just it's like what if they stopped making new Star Wars movies after Rogue One? Okay, you know so what listen, I, mean? like, I, I feel I feel like it's a very 90s concept to think even that it's like three films and, and you're done. Like, yes. and, and so thankfully we have so much media now that there's all these different places for it to go. And it's, ex- it's like an accepted idea that it's like, this doesn't have to be a one to three concept. This can be so many different things and people want it. Yeah. There, there is going to be t- all t- kinds of, um, excuse me, there's going to be all kinds of Marvel TV shows starting to come out next year that are using all the actors from all the movies. I love I love you know, the idea like of different universes where it's like the Jurassic universe, the Star Wars universe, which is the most obvious, the Star Trek universe, like, <laughs> you know, the Marvel universe, the DC universe, and so on and so forth. And, and that there are, there are diehard die fans of of like many or all and that we get to we get to live in a world where we have that yes and i it it just if anything that little bit of this little bit of runner-up uh news with with the main news it just makes me be like okay good i'm glad there's people i'm glad somebody's thinking that this could live on because yeah i mean i will still love jurassic park no matter what and if everything's over after Jurassic World 3 ends, like, I will still, you know, have my love of dinosaurs in Jurassic, but, you know, it's it's nice to have things coming out and, and ways to expand this world. Um, it doesn't mean I need to see the franchise continue with having, you know, Claire and, and Owen necessarily, right. but, but maybe it's, uh, maybe we, uh, you know, the next Jurassic movies follow Isabella Sermon as an adult, you know, Macy as an adult living in this dinosaur world. Yes. And, it's, it's and maybe almost... you have a cameo of Bryce and Owen, like at the old folks home or something or whatever. They wouldn't be. At, oh, old, but, God. But I would say, I mean, I loved Bryce Dallas Howard's episode of The Mandalorian. Like, why not have Bryce? I mean, she's been such the such the like caregiver of the new franchise like let her direct a, a Jurassic movie I feel like she 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 is so capable oh my god of doing that I would love that I would love pre whoa I'm so- <laughs> excuse me excuse me I would love prequels with like young Hammond oh my god and it's like some it's like played by you know Jude Law I don't <laughs> <laughs> I like how Jude Law plays Dumbledore and Hammond no, no and not that Jude Law is like super young but that ugh I just love that Jude Law. So, but no, like, no, yeah. I mean, people have pitched that. I believe Jurassic Collectibles has even like thrown up, mocked up some art. You know, like Michael cool. Fassbender as like a young Hammond or oh, something. Oh boy, yeah. You know, something like that where Ewan it's like Ewan. Ewan. Yeah, oh yeah, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. I think Ewan. No, Ewan McGregor would make a great Hammond. Agree. And Michael Fassbender would be Lockwood. Oh, we gotta make this movie. Yes. I just want to know. Well, no, it could be a TV show. I could see that being a TV show. We gotta like, make this TV show. We have to make this miniseries. Yeah. Um. But the. Like I personally would rather see the universe continue rather than a reboot. I don't. I, it, that just feels like you're just playing with the iconography, but you're not having. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, the the you know having the Star Wars saga, like having these eleven films, really deepens your, the world and the characters. And Sorry. Stuff. 
we're you recording got a fast this outside. Car. <laughs> but um, yeah, so but so the number one news was of course the uh, announcement that of Laura Dern, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum are returning for Jurassic World three, uh, which we've talked about a lot already. But uh, that oh. Laura Dern has a major role, not cameo, which we were there for. I, you, you know, you let me use your recording on the podcast and everything. Yes, because I was recording video when, you know, we watched Jurassic World in theater. Oh, and it was it was specifically to see Battle at Big Rock on the big screen. On yes. the big screen, which they played. I thought they were going to play it after, but they played it before, and they also played it after, which, which was, was great, great for me. I was uh. like, because we're some of the only. Big ups to Stephen Weintraub at Collider for throwing this event. We got to say hi to Perry Nemiroff, who's been a guest on the podcast before. But Wait, Perry we saw also at the 10K, right? Yes, we saw Perry at nice. the 10K as well, too. Um, but this idea that... I, I love this idea, you know, showing an old movie back in the theater, which isn't new, but also getting to see the uh, and we got to see it with Courtney James Clark who's in the movie as well yes. so it was fun to like she watch the movie with her plays the Moses or announcer yeah, yeah. and Chris Ramonte yeah there was um, like a fun little friend date yeah but the five of us yeah but um two four of us <laughs> <laughs> I can count uh, wasn't there someone else yes no Krista was there yeah yeah Krista was there too she and, was with us yes we were with her well just the idea like again there's this short film again we obviously sang the praises of it being released online and on TV so that everyone can see it together. But then to be able to go back and watch it on the big screen again, I thought just was that, that part to me was just so cool. Also to see on the big screen again, um, it really made me appreciate Claire and Owen's. Oh, in the original Jurassic. Yeah. Yes. The the original Jurassic world. I, before I was like, Oh, I don't know about this relationship, but then I really paid attention to it and all the nuances of it. And I decided that I'd stand them 100%. I ship them. Yeah. I would love to see. I mean, I kind of got, Fallen Kingdom out last year because I saw it nine times in one month or right. eight times in one month. Uh, but I would be down to see it now again in theaters. And I would love to see The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 in theaters again. I feel like that would, yes. I'm sure, would add new layers that we haven't. Because we've seen Jurassic Park now in theaters twice or just once at the Beverly. Uh, what We saw it at New Bev. Yeah, I think and- that's it, yeah. Oh, well, the concert, the symphony concert. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Which, which is something else that I wanted to mention from this year because, like, Samantha was there. Um, Corey. Yeah. Uh, who Caleb. Else? Caleb. Caleb. Um, Krista. Uh, who else? Uh, Sam, Brian Caleb, Krista, and Robin. Corey. Devin and Chelsea. Yeah. So that was really nice. Again, stuff like this where it's like, it's not just watching the movie. It's not just being at home with your toys. It's also like going out and doing things. Oh, wait. Things. Shout out to Addison Peacock for babysitting so we could go do that. Yes. <laughs> and I made green jello for her and for the event as well. Yes, that was so fun. Um, but yes, this Collider event was just was such a great way to rewatch a movie and then also see Battle of Big Rock on the big screen. And then also to, at the end of the at the end of the night, get to see this Q&A with Colin Trevorrow, Emily Carmichael, and Amy Doherty. And also to get to meet all of them. Yes. Which was really great. It was really great to, I mean... Yeah, to meet Colin Trevorrow was really exciting, and he's such a, he's very, like, gracious, and he, you know, he literally stood around and, like, he was, like, the last person there, like, getting photos and talking yeah, to everybody. Yeah, and I got to talk to him about how Luna liked it, and I think that the presence of children in in the short really made her feel, um, 
uh, like it was relatable for her. Yeah, and empowering in a way, yeah. which is what the original was. Hell um, yeah. Uh, and again, I felt I was excited for Amy because she was like, oh, this is my first time getting to hear my score and this kind of like, you yeah. know. I really we'll hope. Talk to her. Yeah, I really hope that. I mean, I'm pretty sure Michael Giacchino is coming back for Jurassic World 3, but it would be great if Amy could be around in some capacity because. I mean, her sort of interpretations of the Lost World and of Giacchino's score were so great. Um, and I would love to have her be part of uh, Jurassic World 3 as well, which I'm sure she will be in some capacity. But Yeah. Um, because I love Giacchino's score, um, but I loved what Amy did. And then again, to get to see Emily Carmichael's work in Jurassic, I'm like, I'm so excited for Jurassic. Like, it, it just made, not only did the announcement and actually having Laura Dern come oh, yeah. out this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted to call back to. Wow! It's like, know? there was a Q&A, and uh, people were asking questions, and then Nima was like, you know, what's, what's the deal with the cast? Is the old crew going to return? Those were not his words. And then Colin is like, I'm, I'm happy you asked, because we actually have Laura here. And just <laughs> that moment, when she came out, I, I, almost, I might cry right now. I'm like, I... Screamed! <laughs> yeah. I let out a little squealy scream. You can hear it on the on the recording. You can hear the, it, but call. it was just like I think because it was so unexpected. I truly had no idea that that was going to happen. And no, like, I mean it just wasn't. You don't normally you don't announce things like that, and I I guess that's why I'm so thankful for this collider event where it's like, oh yeah, a couple hundred of us got to be here for such an important moment, and I feel like I've been pretty cynical where it's like stuff like Hall H and announcements. It's like, well, now you can find out that news on Twitter when it's happening. But to actually be there when something happens, it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter about learning the information first. Obviously, tons of publications knew already because they dropped all their articles right when the thing was announced. Yes. So you're never going to know. For, it's not a, a contest about who gets to go first. But to actually be there when it's announced and to get to see the excitement on everybody and to see Laura Dern be like, like, just she she knew. She's this like, I'm happy be, to come back. Yeah. Like. That's why you go to those things. Well, and she said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be returned. Well, because at first he announced that it was like just her. And then she actually announced that it, that she couldn't do it without her, without her bros. Yeah. Yeah. Without her bros. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Her Jurassic. Sam Neill. Her Jurassic bros. And, and the importance of that event is not lost on me. And, and I did cry just now as I started to talk about it, but I had to stop myself <laughs> for the sake of the podcast. Yeah. No, no, never <laughs> stop for the sake of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? Where's your dad? I don't know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, we're back from. I'm actually surprised at how little we've been interrupted from. Yeah, you my family, leave, you my family being in, in the other room. Yeah, 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 maybe I'll leave some of it in there. But I think we got. I think we pretty much said everything we needed to say about it. I mean, it just was. 
it's it's stuff like that and and it's been happening more and more as I've gotten back into Jurassic Park since 2013 2014 or whatever so to me a lot of these things are just encouraging me to try and do it more and I feel like 2020 is going to be the the biggest the biggest year yet as I burped and, <laughs> and tried to, to be excited. We can redo it. The biggest year yet. Biggest year ever. Jurassic World Remix. Light meat and dark meat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a Thanksgiving uh, trailer reference. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my that was my number one pick again. And also the other thing I, I wanted to stress about that, because I feel like I had a conception of what Jurassic World 3 was going to be like. Like centrally focused around Macy and Blue, Dinosaurs in the Wild, Claire and, and Owen. But now the idea that at least Laura Dern is going to have a main role, it just makes me think, what is, how is she going to fit back into this narrative? How is Dr. Ellie Sattler going to return? Because when Malcolm returned in Fallen Kingdom, he just was a, a mouthpiece. It wasn't about him as a character. It was about what he had to say. Right. But this, we're going to have to catch up with Ellie Sattler. And I can't wait for that. And I honestly don't want to overthink it. Because and Mark I'm just Degler so was found dead, trampled by a herd of dinosaurs. Died a tragic death. And Sorry, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. You're dead now. Uh, and now Grant can swoop in because he's, you know, since Jurassic... And I'll say this question again because it's the thing you and I, when we talk about Jurassic Park 3 all the time, I need to know how Emily and Colin interpret the ending of Jurassic Park 3. Yes. Is Alan Grant hopeful? Is he over... Hit? Not over, but in a movie sense, over his trauma? Is he no longer scared of dinosaurs? Is he going to be the astronaut or is he forever the astronomer? Right. Um, and how that relates to Bryce, how that relates to Claire and Owen and again, Dr. Sattler and, you know, she sort of is the hero of Jurassic Park 3, even though she isn't physically there. So I'm just wondering how, you know, how well, did, how did her book go? You know, um, sure. I think all that stuff, I'm just very curious to know what, uh, Emily and Colin think of Jurassic Park 3 so and that's my call to you if there's any Jurassic Q&A's happening soon in your area please ask those questions because and I really wanted to ask it I, now I wish I had asked it at the Collider event but I, I was trying but imagine if I had asked that as the last question instead of the the Ed Neem's question which was actually the last question right <laughs> that'd be a very different event but that to me I think is going to those those I think weirdly the ending of Jurassic World through Jurassic Park 3 is going to sort of set the tone for the reintroduction of Sattler and Grant yeah. more than anything I so, mean we'll, I guess we'll see guess we'll find out later uh, thank later. you everyone for listening we'll be back very soon I want to do something for the kickoff of filming hopefully they'll share like a photo or I mean it would be cool to see like uh uh um, Owen and Claire like in costume maybe Isabel Sermon I mean it's been three years she's a little bit older right you know maybe uh, Blue like has been in California so you know she's been getting some sun maybe she got she dyed her hair her feathers dyed her hair feathers dyed her feathers she's wearing sunglasses you know right um, she's in California now she's wearing jewelry on I mean her, wait a second she was on an island before why did I well no no that? but she was because the ending of Fallen Kingdom is supposed to be her in the neighborhood of E.T. right um, as yes. J.B. Yona said. So, um, well, I just want to say, I just want to say to the community, I love you. Oh. This has been a really great year and I hope you have a happy new year. Yes. I hope you have a happy new year and we'll be back very soon. Let me know, uh, what 
what you're looking forward to this year? Are you really looking forward to the title announcement, the trailer, maybe a new game, you know, a new Evolution DLC? Uh, What's your hopes for 2020? More Camp Cretaceous content. Uh, you know, what natural history museums you're planning on visiting. Um, so it's very exciting. Uh, life finds a way, and we'll talk to you very soon. All right, goodbye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.